Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you done started. Talk to him. Attorney, high-performance coach, and speaker Cherie Prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick. From starting a business, marketing, strategies, and the ins and outs of their industries. We talk everything from book recommendations, lifestyle hacks, and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business. The Play Big Faster podcast starts now. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined today by actress, producer, and writer, Mara Hall. Hello, Mara. Hey, how y'all doing today? Everybody good? Everybody fine? <laughs> Look, so much better now that you're here with us. How are you? Look, where are you joining us from? You know, I am splendiferous and absolutely divine, and I am joining you from the wonderful suburb of Atlanta, Georgia, Powder Springs, Georgia. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now watch out. Watch out. Let me look, let me thank you first for just agreeing to do the podcast. I am so excited to hear more just about your journey. You know, it's not every day that I get to hang out with folks that hang out with Shonda Rhimes and the, um, right. And the Grey's, the Grey's Anatomy crew. So tell us a little bit about how you got the acting book. Well, I was a certified music teacher in Detroit, Michigan. And unfortunately in 2006, I got laid off, uh, from teaching. I was a high school band director at Henry Ford high school. And when I got laid off, from that job, I said, well, let me go back to school. And I went back to the University of Southern Mississippi to finish my doctorate. It was the second year on my doctorate in clarinet performance. And I absolutely hated every moment, second of that experience going back to school. And I basically caught the acting bug. I had the acting bug when I was getting my master's degree, but I didn't really think that was a real career. So at this time, I started taking acting classes. For the first time, I felt very comfortable being on stage and learning that whole process versus playing my clarinet on stage because I really had really bad stage fright when I played the clarinet. I used to shake and I used to have to take beta blockers, which, you know, calm your nerves to perform and things of that nature. So I started taking acting classes and one thing led to another. I met these fabulous actors or African-American actors at the University of Southern Mississippi and we did a showcase. That showcase led me to uh, auditioning for one of the main stage productions, Blood Wedding by Federico Garcia Lorca. And I was the only non-theater major who got a role, a main role in the play. And I said, you know what, this this sound from the Lord, you know, he trying to tell me something, you know, like they said in Color Purple. Just listening, you know, to my intuition and how I felt being on stage, I basically said, you know what, I want to do this for real. I want to pursue acting full time. And I decided, I, well, I was trying to decide whether or not I wanted to go to New York or L.A. And uh, I visited New York, wasn't my, my judge, that wasn't my ministry, went to Los Angeles. And one of my friends from Detroit and also one of my former band members from Jackson State, drum major Oliver Thompson, was staying in, in Los Angeles in Glendale, California. And I asked him, could I stay with him? Went to visit 16 years later now. 
<laughs> that was the start of uh, my acting career. Oh my gosh. Look, and so all of that from Thee I Love. From Thee I Love, yes. Okay. Well, listen, I will tell you. <laughs> the, yes, yes, the Jackson State. So when you decided to make the pivot, what was the the decision, the, the final thing that said, okay, I know you said that you did the showcase, but what gave you the okay to say, okay, acting, I'm going to go full-time in acting because some people do the transition. What made you decide to go full-time? Full-time for me was when I was at University of Southern Mississippi and I was in a doctoral program for clarinet performance and you have to take qualifying examinations. And I took my doctoral qualifying examinations for my major and I failed all of them. <laughs> and I failed all of them, not because I wasn't capable. It's just a certain language and a certain lane that you need to be in and be speaking with your professors and your other colleagues. And I just didn't have that, that synergy with them. So I knew that it was a sign like, yep, it's time to let this go. It's time to move on to something else. And that was my decision that said, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go and I'm going to pursue acting full time. And then just all of the little tidbits of of information or jewels that God was dropping on me to let me know that I was going in the right direction, like auditioning for The Biggest Loser and the decision coming down between me and another person getting that or me auditioning for Monique's Fat Chance many years ago, but the decision was between me and another person. I was like, yeah, I'm getting way too close to these, these opportunities for it just to be a fluke. And when I actually made the decision to leave University of Southern Mississippi and leave my doctoral program, I went back to Detroit and I auditioned for every acting thing that I could find, movies, TV, theater, and booked everything I auditioned for. So I said, yeah, I'm on the right track. And I knew this is what I needed to. Well, you've been in the game for, I guess, roughly since about 2008, right? Uh, 2007. Two, okay, 2007. I'm not going to ask you your least favorite role, but what is, you know, top five? Give me some of your top five roles that you've had. And I'm going to tell you which ones I like the best. <laughs> I don't even... I, I, <laughs> I no one's asked me that. So um, I would say... I loved being on Grey's Anatomy. I love being on Scandal. I love being on The Resident. And all three of those are network TV shows. I loved A Question of Faith and working with Richard T. Jones. He was an amazing person to work with. I loved also what I did in the outcome of the movie Loquitia the role that I had and the acting that I did. I think that's some of my best work as an actress. But experiences, those probably would be my top five where it was pleasant experiences because everyone knows not all acting is pleasant and the experiences are not all pleasant. Well, you know how you how some actors have um, iconic roles and you're always going to remember them for those roles. Like Whoopi Goldberg to me is always going to be silly. Samuel Jackson's always going to be Gator. It's just... <laughs> It's just certain certain roles. Now, I loved your performance as Daria Lancaster in Ambitions. Oh my gosh, like I was on the floor. Yeah, loved it. Definitely loved it. And also, I think I caught you on, was it Victorious? Yes, yes. Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Victorious. I love that show. So, I mean, yeah, the range that, you know, the acting the and the skill set 
Love it. Absolutely love it. Now you have a new project. You have a book that's coming out or is it out already? No, uh, it is not out. The official release date will be February 14th, Valentine's Day. Wow. Well, tell us a little bit about the book. So my new book is called Love Bombing, How to Avoid Narcissists, Scammers, and Unlock the Treasures of Self-Love. And basically, it is a narcissism self-help book meets Fifty Shades of Grey meets Zane Sex Chronicles. So, right. It's a lot. So during the COVID-19 global pandemic, I unfortunately met a person that was a narcissist and you know, they basically swept me off of my feet and love bombed me. And (laughs) so that's uh, basically a term or a characteristic of what narcissists do when they tell you everything that you want to hear, tell you the best thing since sliced bread to get you to control you, to uh, be able to take advantage of you and use you for their narcissistic supply. So I took what it happened to me and added a lot of fiction to it. And my book is here. It's out. And hopefully it will change the world and help people combat narcissism and know how to avoid interactions with narcissists. Oh my gosh, we need that before February. I mean, <laughs> oh my God, that is a lot, a lot to unpack. And so now you did, now you did say the book itself has some basis in fact, but it is fiction. The book itself is fiction. Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. It's loosely based on my experience. Loose, okay. We can definitely appreciate that. Definitely. Now, you had a non-traditional path to being an actor. What sort of advice would you give somebody who's looking to get into acting? The advice that I would give to someone that's looking to get into acting is to do your research, study the craft of acting, because acting is very hard. It's not an easy career. It's not an easy life. You hear no more than yes. And it's definitely a marathon instead of a sprint. So it can take you up until 20, 40 years to get any traction in your career. So it is not a career for the faint of heart. So if this is what you want to do, know that you're going to have to know the business of acting because it's show business, but it's more business than show. But definitely studying, making sure you are in the right circles, networking appropriately. And I also help many people who don't know anything about acting. I teach a master class called the Co-Star Master Class with Mara Hall. And I show people who don't know anything about acting how to book co-star TV and film jobs. So say, for instance, just the question that you just asked me, I show you how to do that. And basically my class is a blueprint of everything that I did to get to where I am today as an actress. And I give it to you. Oh my gosh. Now, for those of you who are, you know, joining us, um, of the audio feed, we're also going to have a link to a link to that masterclass. So when you're looking at the description or the show notes, we'll include that link as well. And now that's very interesting and not to give away any of your secrets, but what are some of the, uh, just a few pitfalls that you may just want to caution people to look at as it relates to the business side, maybe contracts and such, if they're looking to get into acting? Yes. So uh, one pitfall is that there is a lot of there's a there's a sub market of people that take advantage of people who want to get into the acting industry where they charge you 
extra amounts of money for different classes or fees or they say they're an agent and they charge you for it. Anytime someone charges you or wants to charge you for a service and they say that they're an agent, they're not an agent. When you have an agent and that an agent is someone who gets actors jobs, they get the breakdowns from the different casting directors or productions, and then they submit your pictures and then you get auditions through your agents. Your agent only gets paid when you get paid and they only get paid 10%. So that's one pitfall that people fall a prey to. That's the biggest pitfall that people fall a prey to is that they spend money on on extra services another thing do your research when you want to take pictures uh, make sure that you're taking pictures with someone who specializes in headshots for tv and film a lot of times i know my first headshot session was not a good headshot headshot session i had on too much makeup the person didn't understand about lighting you have to do your research to know where do you need to go to take pictures for headshots for TV and film? And I teach you all of that in my classes. Oh my gosh, y'all, that was so much value. I have an aspiring, I guess, singer. I don't know what my daughter wants to do these days. She swears that, you know, she's the next Beyonce and she wants to act as well. So I think we may be checking out your, your co-star class. <laughs> Definitely. So when you are not being superwoman and, and working on this fabulous career, what are some of the things that you do just to wind down and just to, to enjoy life? I love to shop. I love to go back to Jackson State to luxuriate at our wonderful football games and doing things of that nature. That gives me so much joy. I love spending time with my daughter, making connections with her, just having a good time and Making things happen in that aspect. I love to work out. Working out grounds me. I love to meditate. I love to go shopping. Did I say that? Yes, you definitely (laughs) meant. I love high fashion. I love, you know, luxurious items and I I love it to death. (laughs) So now is is your daughter also going to be a fashionista? Is she a mini me? She, you know, everybody says that she's a mini me, that she like loves she's just like me. I don't see it because when I was a child, I wasn't as vivacious as her and just, just full of, I was, I was totally different than her. I, she's the adult me as a child. <laughs> like, like is fearless, doesn't care about nothing in the world, does whatever she wants to do. But I think we're totally different than, <laughs> than I think, but, but fashionista, I don't, yeah, I think so. Definitely, she's gonna be a shoe anista if that's a if that's a word because her shoe game is always popping. <laughs> you know what? Every young lady needs a popping shoe game. So yeah, hat hats off to her. Definitely hats off. Now, and just and just backing up for a moment, you mentioned LaQuisha. Tell us a little bit about that. You mentioned that was one of your better experiences. Tell us about you know what that show is about. Well, LaQuisha was actually uh, a movie and. It's about a radio host who can't find any jobs as a in radio. So he pretends to be a, a black woman, Loquisha. So it's like a, a modern age Tootsie. So he imitates um it's an advice column and he 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 acts like a lady named Loquisha. And then what happens in my character the show becomes so popular that he has to have a face of Loquisha. So now people, they want to make a TV show out of it. So I'm the face of Loquisha. And so what happens is that I like get the acting bug and get the big head and really take it too far and mess everything up. And um, it ends up becoming a big debacle with everything. But the, 
I loved what I did in the movie and my performance in the movie was amazing, but black Twitter like ripped us to shreds because, <laughs> because the, the posting and the, and the PR for the movie was very off-putting because it looked like it was blackface, you know, where it, it was my face split with his face in the middle. And, before anybody saw the movie, they just judged it and said it was racist and it was this and that. And it wasn't, it was very well written. The script was amazing to me. I just, it, it was a great movie. It just didn't get the, the recognition and the chance to shine that it needed to shine because everyone just wrote it off and judged it before they even saw it. Well, listen, um, I also mentioned that you have writer and producer credits. Tell us a little bit about that as well, because we know, you know, Mara Hall, the act, the actor, but what about as a writer and producer? So I was privy and, and privileged to be a producer and a writer on my film called Juicy Ladies, which is literally a story about me looking for love in all the wrong places and being heavyset and living an unhealthy lifestyle uh, with type 2 diabetes. In 2018 or 17, 2017, I went to Sundance Film Festival and met this wonderful young lady named Lauren Lacroix of Pink House Productions. And I told her I had an idea because I was trying to it started off as a movie called Eating Rouse, where this young lady is obsessed with going to Rouse, the grocery store in California, and her parents want her to get married. But unfortunately, she tells them that she's she's getting married and she's engaged to a guy named Ralph, but it's actually the grocery store. Well, that was the original idea. I pitched it to Lauren. She loved it, and we were going to move forward. And unfortunately, in Hollywood, people have egos and had a director and writer uh, attached to it, and they lost their everlasting mind. So we had a budget of like 13 grand to make this movie, and the I had to fire the, no, no, no. The, the director and the writer of the original script fired me. And I'm like, how are you going to fire me? And I'm the produ executive producer and I got the money. So I had to pivot with that. And so what happened is I, I hired a wonderful writer. Her name is Michelle Gilly. She's an amazing writer. Look her up on um, socials. And I just told her, well, let's write this story about me, about my life as, as a woman looking for love in all the wrong places and living with type 2 diabetes. And so she wrote the film. It's called Juicy Ladies. And the only caveat is that the original movie, we had a puppeteer and we had already commissioned a puppeteer to make the puppetry and they already started that. So there is a puppet in the movie called Wendy the Watermelon. And, you know, we made the movie in, in 2018. I was five months pregnant with Marley, my daughter. And the movie ended up going to the Langston Hill... Langston Hughes International Film Festival, and it also was on Aspire TV for maybe like um, a couple of months. Awesome. Look, we are so excited that you've stopped by just to share all this with us, and I'm going to be looking all over. Now, where can we find the book at in February? Is Amazon, where, 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 can, where can we find the book? So you can find the book first on my website at www.lovebombing.com thebook.com. That's www.lovebombingthebook.com. Uh, you'll also be able to find it on my website once uh, we relaunch my website, which is www.marahall.com. That's www.marahall.com. 
and you'll be able to find it on Amazon. You'll be able to find it all over. Uh, it hasn't been released in all of those channels yet, but you definitely will be able to find it on Amazon. But the first stop, and if you want to purchase the book today, you can go ahead and pre-order on the website, www.lovebombingthebook.com. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for stopping by. And this has been another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Till next time, play big faster. Do you want to start your own business? Confused about where to begin? Not sure if you can do this? I'm glad you made your way here. Cut through the confusion. I invite you to join in on the five-day Play Big Faster Challenge. You'll get step-by-step -step guidance on how to start and scale your dream business faster. Five days perfectly structured. Build the business you've always dreamed of without spending tons of money and hiring consultants or a lot of staff. Join the challenge today at www.playbigfaster.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. Already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.